Hello, welcome right to the Book of Jude podcast. I am so excited. I have two very special guests that's joining me during this podcast, and we are not even together. We are doing this uh, by the uh, technology of Anchor and, and everything that the Anchor podcast brings, but Mario and Ben join me today. Very, very good friends of mine. Our families are, are close and and so we talk about a lot of things, but, um, you know, one of the most important things is how, what does it look like to be a godly father, a godly husband? And this is not from just my perspective. That's why I invited my two brothers here, uh, to gain their wisdom and perspective, how they see things. And I just think it's going to be a great time. But um, as the podcast starts, uh, I'm, I'm asking them about, you know, what how's quarantine working for them? This COVID-19 and quarantine, how's it affecting you all? I mean, day-to-day operations, it hasn't really changed very much. I, every third day I go to the station and then I go and, you know, we're building that house in Temple. And so that's still getting pushed. They haven't shut down any uh, residential construction yet in the area. But so as far as day to day, my plans haven't really changed. Now, what we're seeing as far as uh, station life goes, you know, a lot of sick people. We see a lot of sick people. Uh, But overall, the call volume, I believe, has probably dropped a little bit, which which I think surprises a lot of people. But, you know, the city and the CDC and, you know, the task force and all that have been putting out, you know, don't don't call 911 just for nothing. You know, if you right. just don't feel good or if you think you got a sore throat or don't call 911 because you're just potentially exposing more people. So right. and I think people are following those guidelines uh, pretty yeah. well. So a lot Wait. of uh, traffic traffic stuff has gone down because people are actually kind of hanging out at home or yeah yeah I mean traffic has definitely slowed down I I don't know to what extent but you can notice that there is definitely less traffic wow and so just so everybody knows what do you do Ben I'm a fireman I am a fireman and a, and a construction or a uh, uh, builder. And a hero. For construction. Yes. <laughs> not, not a hero. <laughs> well, you're a hero in our hearts, Ben. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You should see the October, Mr. October, in the calendar that they put out. <laughs> it, definitely not me. Definitely not me. <laughs> well, I must have a different one. He's April in mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no calendar. <laughs> And Mario, what about you? What how's this affecting your day to day? Oh man, it's it's changed it significantly as far as what we do normally on campus. I mean, we've uh, taken all of our staff to uh, apart from those people who have to kind of maintain the facilities uh, and allow the, the 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 campus to be open for drop off and other things that are happening to help the community. But uh, we've moved all of our staff to. Uh, be virtual so they're off campus and uh, working from home so one being able to equip them with the technology to do so um, and two just uh, you know 
um, taking everything off campus and taking what we do on a regular Wednesday or Sunday service and taking it to an online platform from, um, from services to corporate prayer to um, classes and uh, groups because you still want people to be able to connect at some capacity. And then, of course, uh, orienting everyone to the ability uh, to be able to do all of that. So uh, it, it, it has made a, an impact, but it's given us a perspective on how, um, how we can better do and still be a, a, a efficient with uh, being able to get people connected and, and continue to let the, the work of the church continue to go on just in a different vehicle. Yeah, no doubt. And what is your um, official title? Um, so it's nothing as um, relevant as hero. Ah, ponder, just just uh, put builder. it out there. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just a, a humble servant, brother. That's all I am. All right. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, a campus development executive of campus development there at the church. So. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the churches are definitely affected by this. And, um, it, it's funny, uh, Ben, you said, you know, it's kind of sl- slowed down and it's the same way at the hospital, uh, and it, at first, it doesn't make sense because it's like, well, why would, you know, surgery slow down? But it, it really it really has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're selective of what can happen, uh, yeah. you know, um, rightfully so because of what they don't want allowing to, you know, uh, right. contain. You know, they want to contain a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And uh I see the doctors, nurses, and and even the the housekeepers, the EVS. They go in and out of these rooms, and uh, man, everybody's stressed. Uh, the stress level, anxiety level, is definitely up as a whole. Yeah. Like my wife is is cleaning everything that's coming in the house, and and I, you know, I appreciate that she does that. I don't think I would be doing that because. I'm lazy. Let's face it. But uh, what are what are you guys doing differently in your personal lives, or, or what's coming into your home? As far as are you trying to do anything extra? Well, I, I haven't had a haircut or a shave in a long time, so um, <laughs> apart from not being able to go to a barber, but uh, uh, yeah, just just uh, you know, taking off our shoes before we go in. Um, Mariah, being that she connects with people daily, she comes home, takes a shower, washes her clothes. That's just about it that we do um, to the so extent of it. She's still working, right? Yeah, she's still working. It's not as much as she used to, but uh, she still is. Okay. We, uh, I mean, Beverly definitely has been cleaning for sure. You know, Lysol and all that, all that jazz. Uh, as far as things that I've tried to change is I have to be careful uh, coming home from the department. Uh, you know, they, they say that this virus can live on, you know, different surfaces for different amounts of times and things like that. So um, it, when I get off, I get off at 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I typically I throw my clothes in a, in a laundry bag and we've got uh, separate hampers 
at the station that we keep those in in a in a in a different room from where we live and sleep uh and they go in there um i take a shower make sure i put on clean clothes uh before i go out to my personal vehicle and get in and come home i think that's probably my biggest fear is that you know i get something there i forget to do something i you know i wear my personal shoes in the station or put them on the truck or you know i i I don't take my 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 uh boots off outside and i wear them inside the station and you know, I think that's something we all struggle with is we don't want to be the one that, yeah. you know, yeah. gets it. And then we pass it on to, to everybody else. I, uh, this last, well, I guess we're over the last two weeks, we've had three guys from my station uh, in quarantine. Uh, they came in contact with somebody who tested positive for it. And, you know, they, they lived off site for 14 days away from everybody. And uh, I don't think any of us want that. Yeah. So, you know, just t- trying to be it, – it, it's weird because I feel like I'm a clean person. But now you feel like you've got to go even farther. Yeah. You know? well, so, yeah. And I know, Tim, you, you still come into contact. What do you do when you come home uh, from the hospital? I uh, I turn on the hose out, out back and – <laughs> Clorox, a little Clorox. Poor, poor neighbors. Let me let me say. Yeah, um, yeah, about the same thing. I as soon as I come in, everything uh, getting taken off, putting a hamper, no shoes in the um, house, and um, straight to the shower. And um, yeah, about the same. But I didn't think about Ben. Yeah, you guys kind of live together for. Uh, yeah, I mean, you what, guys two or three days. Yeah, it's and it's not even. There's we typically have nine guys on shift at my firehouse, and and with three shifts, you know that's twenty seven guys total uh, that are that are roaming that house twenty four seven. Wow! So it's not just like I said, it's just not me. It's just not you know my buddies on my shift, but it's the other two shifts as well. You know, we're all trying to do. We're all trying to stay clean. We're all trying to to minimize the risk when we come back. You know, uh, the protocols as far as when we get on scene and things like that it change. They're ever changing. I mean, it's you know constantly. Uh, you go on scene. You know, you're in gowns and masks and and face shields and glasses and gloves and. I mean, all sorts of stuff, you know, just trying to prevent the the spread of this. So, you know, I technically, I, I mean, people say, you know, we are the front line and, you know, we've got to do our best to protect ourselves because we expose ourselves to, to other people. You know, if yeah. we go on one patient that has it and we aren't properly, don't have our proper PPE on, you know, and then get it on our clothes or get it on our hands and don't wash our hands you know, we could potentially be giving that to the next patient that calls. Right. And, and there's still 911 calls. There, there's still emergent calls coming in on a daily basis, you know, yeah. where people need our help and, and we have a responsibility to go and help. So. It just occurred to me that I've never asked these gentlemen, my close brothers, how they came to know Christ. And so... Ben is up first, and then we'll hear Mario's testimony. Take 
take a good listen. This is a powerful, powerful thing once we uh, find out each other's testimonies. And those who are in your life, if you don't know how uh, they came to Christ and how, how their, their salvation story went, ask them. From the beginning, I have been raised in a, uh, in a Christian home. Um, it was, it was a point from a very young age that, that Sunday morning we, we were at church, uh, my mom, my dad and all my siblings, we all went and, uh, I, I grew up in a Christian school as well as a private Christian school. Um, you know, there, there were pros and cons to that now as an adult that, that I can see at the time I hated it. Um, but there were pros definitely for, for, for being in that environment, uh, growing up. Uh, I went to church my entire life. Uh, you know, and I remember I was probably in the fifth or sixth grade and I went to a Bible camp with the church that was associated with our school. And I'll, I'll never forget. We had a uh, an evening lesson one night and they had a comedian come in he was really funny he did magic and all that kind of stuff and i had i believe prior to that that you know i had been saved in my church and and, and things like that but there wasn't really the uh there really wasn't a, a change i guess or i didn't necessarily understand what was going on i was baptized at a young age you know but i feel like those were kind of things that were expected of me mm. um just because i grew up in, in that. But like I said, the fourth, fifth grade, I, I went to a Bible camp and, uh, and that is, that's where I really gave my life to Christ. And, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in this great lodge. It, it was a Red Cliff Bible camp and uh, beautiful spot out in the woods, you know, and I'm sure a million people have the same type of experience. And uh, you know, I went, I went forward. I asked Jesus into my life and, and it was that, that's what changed that, that was the change. Um, I was baptized shortly after that as well again. So I'm probably one of those guys that's been baptized twice. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I have been. That's uh, that Rona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe it, some of us needed to be baptized twice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, he I, is a first responder, so he needs to be covered. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know, but that's that's just how it went. I I got baptized in a river one time, and I got baptized in a swimming pool. I, you know, maybe maybe I thought back then the chlorine did something. You know, where, <laughs> all where it, it didn't all really it work. Something, it does something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to be baptized in that clean water. It turns blue after. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but like I said, I. I so I continued on in church and in and, and school and, and things like that. And, you know, it, it was rocky. Like I think it is for, for anybody, you know, growing up, I kind of coming into my own, figuring out what I believed and what I didn't believe and, and, and things like that. And the, the older I got, you know, church is church was always important to me uh, as a young person. I liked going, I, I didn't necessarily like going to youth group, which was interesting. Um, I love the youth pastor at our church, uh, didn't necessarily like the youth group very much. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't really attend youth group 
um, early on. Uh, later on in, in high school, I had a friend from high school who invited me to her youth group. And uh, now my wife will tell you that she invited me uh, to the youth group. It was actually a youth event. They were going to a theme park. and But my wife will tell you, Beverly will tell you that this girl invited me because she liked me. Oh. And I, I can't disagree with her because <laughs> she probably did. Well, anyways... Who would? I go on. I go on this <laughs> trip, right? And and not liking this girl that invited me, you know. Of course, I, I found Beverly. Well, I, I should say Beverly found me. She okay. really is the one that came yeah. after me. Yeah, Diamond, Diamond in the rough. Yeah, we'll put this out there now that she's the one that chased me. So, <laughs> are you? Are you? So, hang on. Let Let's Let's pause here. Are you slow? Because uh-huh. she did catch you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So you're so you're saying that Beverly came after you and not the other way around. One hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is on record. All My right. wife chased me down. Alrighty. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I started going to to this girl and and now my wife's youth group at the time, and it was fantastic. It 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 changed my life. Um, it was a independent fundamental Baptist youth group. Some of you are going to laugh hysterically at this, but I'm telling you, they were probably the most real people I've ever met. They, they were kind. They loved you for who you were. They accepted you for who you were. Hmm. It just felt like home when you went there. I mean, the leaders, every single leader knew your name. They, they knew what was going on that week you know, with you, they were, they were truly interested. And, uh, that was, I can probably attribute that experience for two or three years at that youth group to the reason that I still go to church today and that I'm still a believer today. Um, if I didn't have that, I don't know where I would be, uh, probably not where I am. I was just realizing that, uh, as long as we've known each other, I, I've never, asked both of you this and and i've never so i i just learned more about you and that's awesome yeah uh mario you are up all right well um of course grew up you know uh going to, to catholic church and uh probably too young to really remember much of it and then we went to a, a non-denominational church uh there in el paso and I uh, went through children's ministry and really enjoyed it. And, you know, probably around fourth or fifth grade, I gave my life to Christ. You know, being that young, having the 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 bravery to stand up and walk to the front, you know, mm-hmm. but I knew that it was something I had to do. But really after that, going through and never going through the youth part of it, but going to the main service, uh yeah, I had given my life to Christ, but it wasn't until um, I, I mean, of course, I got married relatively young at 18 and um, realized that becoming a, a young father, that uh, uh, the depth of my relationship and, and, and with the Lord and knowing that I needed to be or understand what it is to be a godly man or even a father. Uh, the depth of when I moved over here to Colleen, um, the relationship and really the, the, the intensity of my relationship with God really got, uh, 
a little bit deeper, a lot more deeper here, uh, knowing that I had a grave responsibility of being a, a, a father and a husband to the gifts that the God, that, you know, the Lord gave me. So I'd say that even though I gave my life to Christ at a young age, I really didn't start pushing in until, you know, maybe my, my twenties, um, and really, really understood that, uh, man, I, I've got some beautiful gifts here that I need to know how to be better for. So I'd say probably in my twenties is when I really started to really, uh, develop a stronger relationship with the Lord. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, the way we all know each other is you, you, our families know each other. We're, we're, our families are friends and, uh, you guys have known each other longer than, than myself. And I, I came into it late, but, um, I think we all hit it off fairly quickly and, and our, our families just enjoyed each other's company. And so um, that's how we all know each other. And then I went and screwed it up recently and moved three hours away. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's important. I think it's important to say that the three of us met. I mean, really, it, it was around ministry. Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Because okay. because both both. Tim and Mario, you guys were in children's ministry as, as far as like the little kids. Yeah. If, if I'm correct, at oh, least yeah. at the time. Right. And then, and then I was involved with my wife in the, in the youth ministry. Right. Right. I think that's important to state that, that, like I said, as, as we're talking about this, that this is something that's still important to us all is, is, you know, doing ministry. Well, and, and, and growing, you know, uh, I love that, uh, one, we, we, we like to talk about it. We like to, you know, um, uh, challenge one another uh, with that. I love that, you know, Tim has really stepped up. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just, it amazes me at the, the ability to comprehend everything that he's equipped himself with to, to do the work uh, of, of sharing the gospel. And this is just a platform that he's using, but, um, uh, and he, and and Ben, you know, I love uh, I love his challenge to um, uh, a lot of what we believe in Scripture, and it's just a great way to sharpen one another up and uh, not allow us to um, acclimate to uh, whatever is being dished out, but to really challenge ourselves in understanding and going to another level of understanding the Word of God. So. I'm yeah, thankful. I'm thankful for the relationship. Definitely. And we, yeah, for sure. we do. We we have sat down many times and have dove into theology and got into discussions slash heated debates. And uh, <laughs> uh, but it's all it's all in good fun. It's love. It's uh, we do. Like you said, Mario, sharpen each other uh, because, you know, and we're not going to get in all this because, uh, you know, I know we can all talk for hours but we when it comes down to it we we all don't believe uh everything the same and interpret things the same but uh the foundation is there uh we of course believe in you know previous podcasts with my wife we talked about the fundamentals of uh the trinity the father son the holy spirit jesus i mean we're we're this is uh what's today's date april 11th right this is 2020 and so yesterday was good friday and um 
we all believe that uh, the Son of God came and was crucified, and and we're all looking forward to tomorrow as well. Although it's going to be a different kind of Easter, but nonetheless, the the foundation of you know I could be in a church or I could be in my home. The truth still remains that uh, tomorrow is Resurrection Sunday, and and Jesus beating death and rising from the dead. I mean that that's uh, something that'll never change. That's right. That's the that's the best part about this is that we don't have to be in a church to celebrate Easter, you know, because we are the church. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. We we're uh, we should be in a representation of the church in our home and as we come collectively, but um, you know, through this whole pandemic thing, it's really allowed uh, me to consider that removing the ability to collect with one another at a church um, and really allowing it to settle down and understand that uh, have have maybe I or other people relied on being able to go to a physical place, uh, make the representation of the relationship that I have. When you remove all that, is that still happening at home? Is that pushing in, studying the word, uh, spending that quality time with the Lord still happening. And it, it, uh, it, it ponders me to, to think that maybe some people when the dust settles realize that, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. Yeah. Or, uh, so it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to internally look at one another and, and really think, you know, how, how much, have I veered off or how much am I really pressing in? It's, it's, it's made me look at, and I'm, you know, our personalities, it's, it's interesting because all three of our personalities are different. And, uh, but one thing I've noticed through this is, you know, I can't see, you know, I would see Mario, you know, I see Mario probably at least twice a week, mm-hmm. you know, up until this stay at home deal and i i caught myself the other day it was it was interesting i was i was driving uh back to the job site and you know i just had this urge inside like i need to call mario because when you can see people every day or every other day i, I feel like it, at some level you you take that for granted mm. yeah. you know but and and i'm, I'm going into, into church here when we go to church right we we shake everybody's hands we see them we high five them you know hey how you doing you know, and, and, but is there really that relationship there? Do you have a relationship with that person? And I think through this, when, when you can't see that person, you realize who you really do have a relationship with because there's 50 people at church that you're going to high five and say, Hey, how you doing? But there's not 50 people during the week that you're going to call. Yeah. Right. I I wanted to share um, maybe our go-to verses that we kind of uh, hold on to and, uh, mine is uh, Colossians 1, 22, and it says, He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. And so uh, what Paul's talking about is he being Jesus, you know, on the cross uh, through his death and presenting us, the believers, to the Father as holy and blameless and above reproach. And 
that verse has always, so that's, you know, number one, that's the gospel to me. I've always uh, clinged to that verse, but, uh, and, and it is, you know, tomorrow's Easter and um, it's fitting, but uh, we're presented holy. And, and if we, if we actually take the time to just, you know, sit in that, that, that not only, you know, we're presented holy and blameless to God, the father, because we're believers, because we have salvation. But the fact that Jesus is presenting us as holy and blameless, that's crazy to think about. Like, I, I don't even think I can put into words, uh, if you really think about that. Oh yeah. No, that, uh, just that he would love us enough to step out of majesty to pursue us and be willing to surrender and sacrifice his best for us is 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 just so powerful and i think with what you were saying there is sometimes we don't we don't blow off the dust off the top and really I, I understand the scope of what he's done for us. And when you say presented, he's, he's done this for us and he is, he has done it in love, you know, and um, we, we can't shortchange uh, uh, the act of love that he has done for us, you know, and sometimes we, we, we neglect the love that's there that he's done, you know, for what he's done. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it, it, I, I can just tell as I shared that verse, I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words and it's, that's how powerful that is. I mean, oh, um, yeah. we have, we certainly take it for granted, but, uh, the other thing is, you know, someone presented me, Tim Jude is, uh, holy <laughs> your mind immediately says well wait a minute i know that's not true <laughs> yeah you know and and that's the you know the all about everything but um that's my verse i love i've always i've always uh for i remember just the first time i read that verse thinking my goodness so uh what are some in it what are your favorite verse uh a favorite story something that you've always uh hung on to well if i may you know being a young parent and a, and a young husband and then launching into endeavors similar to what ben has done at a young age and then just being able to um trust god through the process mine has been proverbs 3 5 and 6 which is trust in the lord with all your heart and lean, lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And to to have so much uncertainty of never having five kids or having a teenager or being married so young or, invent, you know, venturing off into a business, but knowing that I don't have to understand all of it, but that I place my focus and my trust in the source of uh, who I'm serving in everything that I do, uh, great, gave me great confidence that uh, I don't have to know everything but that um, just me trusting in him and knowing that um, as I honor him that he would assist me through 
the journey of what he's called me to. And uh, anyway, that's the scripture that I've really held on to. Um, and it's, it's helped me in, in many times. And that verse is very, very important. That passage of scripture, because that's a, for me, that's a daily thing. Don't yeah. trust, don't, don't try to do it yourself and trust him and don't that's try it. to take control put it in his hands and and yeah i mean that that's powerful yeah i'm 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 terrible at that that that's a great verse cuz like i said and and maybe that's just human nature is to to have control yeah and boy man to give that over that is that is tough yeah, yeah. so ben what about you but you know i really like uh second corinthians 1 uh 3 and and I think we go down to uh, ver- through verse four, three and four. It says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comforts we ourselves have received from God. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think this verse is important to my family this week. Uh, our family has suffered a, a great loss this week. And it's always refreshing to know that that we can we can go to God for comfort. The comfort that I know, and I I, I tend to talk about this talking with patients and and especially believers that have they have loved ones that have gone on. I I always say thank God for that blessed assurance that that hope that's beyond any grave on this earth because. We know that if if we're no longer here, if your loved one is no longer here and they're a believer, they're in the presence of God. And and boy, that just brings us so much peace. So both of you kind of alluded to this. Uh, We are husbands. We are fathers. We all have um, uh, not just one child. We have children, multiple children. Mm -hmm. A tribe. uh, because we're insane, right? No, yeah, we're a, we're a, we're a tribe. We are tribe. A tribe. Yeah, that's right. We we uh, be fruitful and multiply. That's yeah. right. We got that verse covered, didn't we? <laughs> My <laughs> goodness, Mario <Yeah>. sure did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Ben, I mean, he is uh, uh, he's fostered a lot of beautiful children. We've got to experience with him, and he's adopted a wonderful young man. And uh, Landon and Coyer are awesome too, and I just yeah, he's got a pretty big family himself. That's true. Yeah, true. it's 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 been an exciting ride for sure. Yeah, I yeah. Just, well, uh, uh, just just so you guys know, uh, probably at the end of this month, um, I will be a grandpa. So wow, hey, yeah. Well, I can't wait for those jokes to start coming in. Yeah, say, yeah. I'm not. It's a baby boy. Uh, he sent us a, a picture of the ultrasound. Good looking little guy. Wow. Already has a mustache. What? <laughs> what? Oh, what's and your I name? I saw a tattoo on his neck. I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> what's what's going to be your name? I'm not sure. Uh-uh. Oh, my name? Like a grandpa name? Yeah, what's your grandpa name? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning, you know, towards Pops. Um, big homie um uh. <laughs> well the more important question is what's 
what's grandma's name gonna be? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, that's that's a work it'll be in grandma's. It'll that's be a grandma. work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> grandma. Yeah, we, we've. Got, I think she's gone as far as look at Russian ones, babushka, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to stick with grandma every time I address your yeah, wife. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I feel safe doing that being three hours away. <laughs> uh, I'll call her grandma as long as we've got this stay in place order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so we're all fathers and husbands, of course. Um, what... What does it mean uh, for to be a father, uh, a godly father, leading our family? But um, what does it mean to you when, you know, you read through the scriptures and this responsibility of, you know, that God has put on us and, uh, you know, leading the family, being that uh, spiritual um uh, being that spiritual guide to the children and working as a, a team with your spouse and, and all of that. So um, whoever wants to go first. Well, I, I tell you what, it has not been easy um, to say the least, because uh, one discovering yourself as, as in your, in your journey and your relationship with God and imperfections in people and, things that you learn about yourself that um, you realize you don't want to pass down to your kids uh, that you realize, you know, and then I'm not saying they're all bad. Sometimes it's just not our ability to communicate uh, bluntly, you know, and, and being able to um, work through the things that we are as men going through, but uh, to know that you love your kids enough to say hey you want him to understand not only right from wrong but to understand the word of god and and the love that god has for them because i'm telling you as a man i can love my kids as a man but when i can uh, introduce the god of of heaven and earth to the equation and love them with a deeper type of love that only the father can give the father of love. Uh, it's important in there and in, in not only in, in them coming up to be young men, but understanding their role when they become fathers or when they become husbands, but uh, understanding that, you know, we're equipping them with something that is going to assist them to be strong, godly men, because there's everything out there. Uh, competing with the influence of identifying whether they're not a man or whether uh, or not they they struggle with things in their life that you know this world is bombarding them with but equipping them with an identity in him and knowing who they are and uh, I think that's just I mean as a father that's something that we just uh, are are charged to do um, because we always want to see our kids um, uh, proceed farther than what we struggled in. And uh, it, it's, it's just, uh, you know, showing them how to love their mom and honor their mom and um, their role as men in the community. It, it's all imperative that we, uh, we model that through the scriptures. So anyway, that's my view on it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and I can second a lot of that uh, that he said. You know, big one. I feel like a godly father, um, you know, loves and honors his wife. I think that is imperative. I think it's imperative that the, that the kids see that and that, that it's just not a show, of course. Uh, we don't want to do anything just as a show, but that we truly love and honor our wife. But there's, there's other things that I feel, uh, you know, a, a godly father should exhibit and that, you know, accepts responsibility uh, for their children's training. It's, it's important that we don't just tell our children to go to church to tell our children to read their Bible, to tell our children to pray, but more important to show them, show them that we go to church, show them that we read our Bible, show them, you know, through our actions. Um, I think it's also important that uh, we are aware of our influence. Uh, what I mean by that is um, do what I say, not what I do. Mm. Um, like I said, we don't just tell our children to go do something yeah. and then us not do that. Right. You know, it, it, you know, example, you know, church is important. So you guys go, but I, you know, I got to stay home cause I got to watch my football team. You know, we got Sunday morning football or, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. I think we should model selfless service. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, his whole life, 33 years of life exhibited that was selfless service. And I think that that is, that's important. And then, you know, consistency and, and, and things like that, I feel are all very important to, to being a godly father. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for that. That, that is uh, the only thing I'll add to that is, um, uh, admitting when you're wrong, uh, from actually as a, as a young, young, uh, man, I don't know, maybe, maybe a young teenager, I witnessed, I was over at a friend's house and I witnessed, um, the father, uh, making a mistake or something and, and coming back and apologizing to my friend. Um, and that blew me away because, you know, not a lot of times you see an adult apologizing to a child, but more importantly, it was a father apologizing to their, their child uh, their yeah. son or daughter. And so, um, sometimes, you know, because we're not perfect and we're not perfect parents and we do make mistakes, I think, um, and if it's, if the offense is towards one of our kids, we, we go to them and say, I apologize, say, I'm sorry for this and ask for forgiveness. That, that is not a sign of weakness to me. That's a sign of strength yeah. and that's teaching them, uh, well, a lot of things. That reinforces the relationship, I believe, too, um, and allows that bridge of communication to be even ever, ever more confident uh, when uh, uh, when your son or daughter can see you being uh, humble and, and asking for forgiveness. And um, I, I think that just reinforces a relationship altogether. Absolutely. And... Uh... Another thing I'll add is, um, you know, it, it's let's tell the truth. I mean, the, our uh, husbands and wives will get into disagreements or arguments, whatever you want to call it. And 
Um, the children are in the house. They can, they may observe certain things, and and that's okay. But it's also important to see mommy and daddy make up and and to be okay and to forgive each other and love each other. And that's something else that we can model. We I don't want uh, the kids to see us arguing out in the open and then um, somehow squashing it behind closed doors. And, uh, you know, I want them to see the, the whole process. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, that's just laying the template of, 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 of the relationship. You know, it's, there's going to be um, disagreements, but how you handle that healthily is a great template for them to understand that, uh, you know, it, it's, there's a way to be able to work through a relationship because I mean, that's what marriage is. It's, it's a, a work in progress and um, we don't always get it right, but uh, we have a responsibility to exhibit it in a healthy way towards our kids because they will become what, what we, we display, you know, and um, uh, you know, there's, there's been many times where I've shared with, my older boys that how they treat their sister, how they model, uh, how they treat her and what she's to expect will be what she allows anyone who tries to court her. If they're mean to her or if they speak down to her or they don't treat her the way she needs to be treated. And she knows that they're her brothers and that they love her. She'll accept that type of behavior from anyone, even if it's not the correct behavior. So it's really important that we, we really are sensitive to how we handle things in front of our kids because they will think it's acceptable. Yeah. And we, we don't have that long with them. And Mario, you're the one that can be the expert on this. There's, you know, 18 years or 20 years, no matter what it is, it's really not that long to prepare them for life. No, no. And, you know, sometimes uh, uh, sometimes we miss it, you know, and you find yourself when they do leave uh, asking for forgiveness for not doing it right. And you build on top of that, you know, and uh, uh Sometimes being so young and, and, and trying to f- identify myself as a godly man uh, and, and trying to be a father, sometimes sometimes you just don't get it. But um, the, the wonderful thing about what God has displayed is that um, it's never too late and you can always love unconditionally and there's always forgiveness and there's grace and we need to be able to share that with our children that uh, never uh, hold something against anyone and, and always look for an opportunity to love and, and ask and, and, and forgive, you know? Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Thank you once again, Mario and Ben for joining me. Thank you to your families. You all have been a blessing to us. Uh, over and over again. I want to uh, bring you listeners, I want to bring you up to speed. We have listeners in the United States. We have listeners in Ireland, in the Philippines, and now South Africa. So 
praise God for that. If you don't mind, like, share, subscribe. It may be a blessing to others. Leave some comments. Let him know where you're listening from. And until next time, God bless. And please remember that we serve a risen Lord.